1: is there someone you can think of right now that has hurt you it's time to forgive that person
0: we can carry those words around with us forever that's certainly a choice but today pastor greg Laurie points out that weight only adds to our pain
1: here's the reason you forgive so you don't have to live in a prison of bitterness and anger you need to let it go because when you forgive someone you set a prisoner free yourself you're the one that will be free this is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Can you hear
0: the angels singing? This is the day, the day when life begins You might be surprised to know that humans put a man on the moon before anyone ever invented a suitcase with wheels. Yep, in the 60s, everybody grabbed the handle and they lifted, but in the 70s, roller bags emerged and people thought, why carry the load when you don't have to? Well, many of us are carrying the burden of long-ago offences when we don't actually have to. On A New Beginning Today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to find relief. We'll see that the path forward is outlined very clearly in the Bible.
1: Why don't you grab your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 12. The title of my message is Handling Hardship and Difficult People. (laughs) Maybe you felt as though the whole world is against you. Or maybe there have been people that have given you a hard time. How should a Christian react when they're attacked for what they believe? How about this? What if someone hurts us Should we forgive them even if they don't deserve it? And what should our relationship to government be as followers of Jesus Christ? Do we submit to its authority no matter what government tells us to do? Well there is answer to these questions and more in the text before us. We're reading Romans chapter 12 verses 14 to 21. Let's look at it together. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. And don't set your mind on high things. But associate with the humble. Don't be wise in your own opinion. Repay no man evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. And if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men, beloved, Don't avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We'll stop there. (laughs) Powerful words. If you're taking notes, here's point number one. We should bless those who are against us. We should bless those who are against us. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you. We all know people that give us a hard time because of what we believe. So what should our reaction be to someone who hassles us, harasses us, criticizes us, mocks us, insults us, Because we believe in Jesus, verse 14, bless those that persecute you. Point number two, if you're taking notes, weep with those who weep. Maybe it's a friend who just found out from the doctor they have cancer. Maybe it's somebody else that just lost a loved one, even a child. And you wonder, what should I say to them? Sometimes, Let's simplify it by saying, less can be more. People don't always need a sermon. Believe it or not, I might surprise you coming from a preacher. They don't always need a sermon. Sometimes they just need a friend. They need someone to show a little compassion for them and weep with those that weep. Point number three, try to get along with people as much as it's possible. Try to get along with people as much as it's possible. Verse 18. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. You might underline if it's possible. You know why? Some people are impossible to get along with. They just are. They're cantankerous. They're mean. They always have to have their nemesis, their adversary. That's just the way they're kind of wired and you try to... Uh, resolve a problem with them. You try to diffuse the tension with them and it escalates and they're always in a fight over something. Well, do what you can do. (laughs) But it's not always possible. At least do your best to try to get along with people. Point number four, when you're hurt or avenged, let God settle the score, not you. When you're hurt or wronged, Let God settle the score, not you. Verse 19, beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Our job is to forgive. God's job is to avenge. See, when someone hits us, we want to hit back. If someone hurts us, we want to hurt them. We want to pay back. We want to settle the score. You say, I don't get mad, I get even." Well, if you're a Christian, that's not the way you should live. Don't avenge yourself. God says, vengeance is mine. I'll repay, saith the Lord, bless your enemies. Is there someone you can think of right now that has hurt you? Maybe it's a parent. could be a mother, a father. It could be a child, an uncle, an aunt. Some other person that has caused you great pain. And you've carried this weight of this pain from your childhood into your adulthood and it affects you to this very day. And I'm saying to you, it's time to forgive that person. You say, Greg, you don't know what you're talking about. Actually I do, because I've had a lot of people do a lot of crazy things to me over the years. And trust me, I've had to apply this principle. But even more than what I've done or haven't done, the Bible says, you've been forgiven in Christ, therefore you should forgive other people. You say, but Greg, they don't deserve it. Well, do you deserve it? No, you don't. And here's the reason you forgive. So you don't have to live in a prison of bitterness and anger. You let it go. In the immortal words of Frozen, let it go. (laughs) Let it go. It's eating you up inside. It's ruining you. Maybe you're even passing that on to your children or to other people. You need to let it go because when you forgive someone, you set a prisoner free yourself. You're the one that will be free.
0: Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California. And he's offering some very practical counsel today. It's a message from Romans 12 called Handling Hardship and Difficult People.
1: Let's continue. Point number five. Submit to the power of government and pray for them. Oh, this is not popular today. But this is what the Bible says. Look at Romans 13 verse one. Everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. Listen, God establishes governments. And those that are in power, presidents, vice presidents, senators, congressmen, governors, mayors, whatever that role is, they've been placed there by God. Listen, if you voted for them or not. But what if government asks us to do something that is contrary to what the Bible says? You say, yeah, like paying taxes. I don't think it's biblical to pay taxes. All right, you're gonna have a prison ministry soon. (laughs) But you're gonna be an inmate. So if that's what you feel called to do, more power to you on that. Should a Christian pay taxes? Very simple answer, verse seven, pay your taxes. There you go and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. But what if the government passed a law tomorrow that it was no longer legal for you to pray publicly? Would you still pray? Well, this very thing happened to Daniel, the prophet. And uh, this was a little plot that was hatched by some people that hated him. And they knew he had a habit of praying every day, openly. So they got King Darius to unwittingly sign a decree that no one could pray to any god except him for a period of 40 days and it became a law. No more praying unless your prayer is to the king. So what did Daniel do? Go into hiding? Hide his prayers? No, he prayed like he always did. He was arrested. You know the story. Thrown into a den of lions preserved by the Lord. And then the people that hatched the plot, they ended up being fed of the lions and and they were eaten. They made a nice lunch for the lions. The apostles were told, you can't preach anymore by the religious authorities. And their response is very straightforward. They said, uh, in response to that, we must obey God and not men. So look, we still have the freedom in America to pray openly. Let's take advantage of that freedom. We still have the freedom in America to assemble like we are right now without fear of authorities coming in and arresting us. Let's enjoy this freedom and not take it for granted. We still have the freedom in America to openly proclaim the gospel on the airwaves, in stadiums, on street corners, wherever you want to do it. Let's take full advantage of that freedom and not even for a moment take for granted the great privileges we have in the United States of America. And I'm here today to announce my candidacy for the, nomination. <laughs> Sounds like I'm making a political speech. I'm not. But let me bring this to a close now and say this in closing. Uh, we've talked about suffering and being mistreated. No one was more mistreated than Jesus Christ himself betrayed by one of his own, largely abandoned by his own disciples, treated horribly by the religious and the Roman authorities, beaten, scourged, and nailed to a cross. Why did he go with that plan? He could have gotten out of it at any moment. Peter wanted to save him with the sword. Jesus said, put the sword away. Those who live by the sword will die by the sword. By the way, With one word in heaven, I could have legions of angels come and deliver me right now. Jesus could have got out of that situation so fast, but he went through with it. No one took his life from him. He laid it down. I quoted that verse earlier. Greater love has no man than this, than he laid on his life for his friends. Jesus died willingly. Why? Because he knew that was the only way to satisfy the righteous demands of God the Father that we've all sinned against. He died in our place on the cross. He died as a substitute for us. Why did he do it though? The answer is found in the book of Hebrews that says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and now he is set down on the right hand of God. The joy set before him. What was that? It was the knowledge that you would be a believer that I would be a believer, that we would be believers, that we would come to faith in him and have our eternal addresses changed. And because of that, he went through with it and died in our place and rose again from the dead. And Jesus, who did all of that, stands at the door of your life right now and he knocks and he says, if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in. Maybe some of you are are just living a life that is so sad, You're bitter, you're angry, you're trapped in some addiction, you're carrying around all this hatred toward others, this bitterness. Don't you want to put that behind you? You can become a new person in Christ. Old things passed away, everything becoming fresh and new. You say, but Greg, you don't know what what my life has been like. I was dealt a bad hand. Well, maybe you were, okay? But God can make all things new. He can make all things new for you. But you must come with your broken life, with the mistakes you've made, with the sins you've committed, and say, God, I'm sorry for that, and I need a fresh start. I need a new beginning. I need a relationship with you, and I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, and I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Do some of you need to do that right now? If so, I would like to give you an opportunity to believe in Jesus Christ and have all of your sins forgiven and forgotten. Imagine that forgiven and forgotten though. Just the slate is clean. Everything's gone. Just like that. God can do that. You know when you're on a document on your computer and you say, I don't want this anymore and you highlight the text. You hit delete. Boom, it's gone. Where does it go? Nobody knows. It goes to the same place those single socks go that we all lose, right? This has gone. <laughs> gone somewhere. Who cares where it's gone? It's gone. That's what God will do with your sin. He'll remove it. But you must say, I believe Jesus died for me. And I want to follow him and know him. You can do that right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask Christ to come into your life as we close in prayer. Let's all bow our heads and everybody praying with me, please. Father, I pray now for everyone here. And also everybody listening and watching, wherever they may be. I pray that your Holy Spirit will speak to them and show them their need for Jesus. And help them come to you and believe right here, right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. You know, God does want you to know Him. And if you'd like to respond today and know the Lord personally, Pastor Greg would like to help you with that right
1: now. I would like to just pray a prayer, and I would ask you to pray it after me right now. Pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I also know that you are the Savior because you died on the cross for my sin, and you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer and meant it, I want you to know on the authority of Scripture, God Almighty has heard your prayer, and he will answer this prayer. You are now a newly minted child of God. So congratulations, you've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg,
0: and you meant them sincerely, know that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. We'd love to welcome you into the family of God, and help you as well with some follow-up materials that we can send you as you begin this new life of faith. Ask for our New Believers Growth Packet when you call us on 1-800-00-00 5011 Well at this time of the year when we celebrate Jesus first coming Pastor Greg reminds us that Jesus is coming again Now tomorrow we'll see how we can be alert and prepared for his next arrival Join us for more from our study in the book of Romans right here same time tomorrow on a new beginning If you'd like a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Handling Hardship and Difficult People. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.